Two civil procedure cases were decided by the Arkansas Court of Appeals this week. The first is House v. House, 2021, ARC App 380. The Arkansas Court of Appeals reversed and remanded for findings of fact and conclusions of law because the trial court did not act on request in two letters which were made following the trial but before the order was entered. The opinion ruled that once a party makes a request for findings, the trial court must give them under Arkansas Rule of Civil Procedure 52. Appley unsuccessfully argued that a motion for findings of fact and conclusions of law was necessary or that an earlier letter opinion sufficed. Judge Vaught explained, The circuit court held a hearing in December 2019 at which the parties presented evidence and argument regarding custody, child support, and other issues related to the divorce. The circuit court issued a letter opinion the next month that stated it was maintaining joint custody, but that Carmen would have primary possession of K.H., and Brad would be allowed only minimal visitation. In the letter, the court noted that K.H., who was five years old at the time, needed stability in her life. The letter directed Carmen's attorney to prepare an order. After the letter opinion was issued, but before the court's subsequent order was entered, Brad, through his legal counsel, twice requested that the court issue written findings of fact and conclusions of law pursuant to Rule 52. Brad made these requests via letters sent to the court. He did not file a motion requesting findings of fact. On May 21, 2020, four months after its letter, the circuit court entered a written order giving Carmen physical possession of K.H. and awarding Brad visitation about 15% of the time. The court did not make findings of fact or conclusions of law. This appeal timely followed. End of quote. In reversing and remanding, the opinion ruled that a motion for findings of fact and conclusions of law is not required. Quote, Carmen argues that the motion requirement found in Rule 7b1 of the Arkansas Rules of Civil Procedure mandates that any request pursuant to Rule 52a1 must be in the form of a motion. We disagree. Rule 7b1 is applicable only to a party's application for an order, which is not the relief Brad was seeking. Moreover, there is no indication that the drafters of the Arkansas Rules of Civil Procedure intended Rule 7b1 to control over the plain and specific language of Rule 52a1. Finally, Brad correctly notes that a different part of Rule 52, subsection 52b1, requires a motion for requesting amended or additional findings of fact. End of quote. The Court of Appeals rejected Appley's arguments that a letter requesting findings and conclusions under Rule 52 was insufficient. Quote, Brad adequately raised this issue below by submitting clear and unequivocal requests for the court to issue findings of fact and conclusions of law, and such a request is all that is required under the rule. We are also unpersuaded by Carmen's argument that the letter opinion, which was issued before Brad requested findings of fact and conclusions of law, satisfies the rule. Brad submitted two written requests after the court issued its letter opinion, clearly indicating that he was unsatisfied with the findings contained therein. End of quote. The opinion noted the trial court judge could have complied by referencing his earlier letter opinion. Quote, 
While the court could have responded to Brad's request by referencing the findings it had previously made in its letter of opinion, it instead ignored the request and failed to respond in any way. By remaining silent as to the findings of fact and conclusions of law that Brad properly requested, the court effectively cut off Brad's ability to use the process outlined in Rule 52 to challenge the sufficiency of the court's reasoning and seek amended or additional findings if he deemed the court's explanation inadequate. Arkansas Rule Civil Procedure 52 provides, If requested by a party at any time prior to entry of judgment, in all contested actions tried upon the facts without a jury, the court shall find the facts specially and state separately its conclusion of law thereon, and the judgment shall be entered pursuant to Rule 58. Findings of fact, whether based on oral or documentary evidence, shall not be set aside unless clearly erroneous, clearly against the preponderance of the evidence, and due regard shall be given the opportunity of the circuit court to judge the credibility of the witnesses. End of quote. End of decision. The next civil procedure case is Pascal Heating and Air Conditioning Company, Inc. v. Zotti, 2021, ARC App 372. The Arkansas Court of Appeals affirmed a discovery sanction striking a complaint and answer to counterclaim in an interlocutory appeal from a sanction order. The appellate court reasoned that plaintiff falsified an email in response to discovery and never seasonably corrected it until nine months later when caught. This opinion touches upon the importance of truthful discovery and supplementary discovery answers. Judge Abramson explained. Zadi answered, generally denying he owed Pascal anything and counterclaimed for negligence and breach of warranty. In its appellate brief, Pascal attempts to argue the merits of its claims and defenses. However, those issues are not ripe or proper for any consideration on appeal, because the circuit court struck Pascal's complaint and answered to counterclaim before any trial had occurred. The relevant factual context for our court's review is limited to Zotti's discovery requests, Pascal's response to Zotti's discovery requests, Zotti's motion for sanctions, Pascal's response, and Zotti's reply that followed. In four different requests for production, Zotti requested relevant emails from Pascal. Pascal's response to each request was, see attached documents. In those attached documents, Pascal produced an email to Zotti dated January the 9th, 2019 from Austin Efford, an energy specialist employed by Pascal. The produced email contained language that was neither true nor correct. It had been altered from the original email that was actually sent. The altered email states in pertinent part, a true variable speed system works best for the amount of zones and size of system, but you decided on the two-stage for the cost difference. The same excerpt from the true and correct email reads, A true variable speed system works best for the amount of zones and size of system, but we decided on the two-stage for the cost difference. After the motion for sanctions was filed, Pascal admitted to the falsified email. Pascal offered at least four explanations for the changed email. At the pretrial hearing on July 7, 2020, the circuit court, finding that none of these reasons were valid, granted the motion for sanctions and struck Pascal's complaint and Pascal's answer to Zadi's counterclaim. 
The circuit court concluded that Pascal's shifting explanations had reached the point of absurdity and found there really is no way to spin this. The plaintiff changed an email. It was really the material part of the entire case and represented it to be an actual email exchange between the parties. Moreover, the circuit court highlighted the reasons why truthfulness in discovery is essential to the entire court system, emphasizing that the system is based on having confidence in the discovery process and it doesn't work when either side is untruthful and attempts to perpetuate a fraud on the court, which the court finds in this case is exactly what the plaintiff has done. In addition to the court's thoughtful consideration of the facts presented in the motion for sanctions, the circuit court also carefully considered the relevant legal authority. Consequently, on the basis of our precedent, we hold its decision was well within its discretion. End of quote. Further, there was a failure to timely supplement discovery, the decision reasoned. Quote, on appeal, Pascal complains it had no opportunity to respond to supplemental discovery requests because Zotti rushed to file its motion for sanctions. However, Pascal had an ongoing duty to supplement discovery under Arkansas Rules of Civil Procedure 37E and 26E, and for over nine months failed to correct its mistake in turning over a falsified email, while at the same time not disclosing the true and correct email. Given the record before us, we hold that the circuit court did not abuse its discretion by imposing sanctions. End of quote. The Court of Appeals reviewed case law and reasoned providing false discovery responses is worse than an outright refusal to answer because it prevents the discovery proponent from learning of the truth. The decision noted sanctions are available even without violation of a specific court order. Quote, Arkansas Rule of Civil Procedure 37D provides that sanctions may be imposed for failure to respond to interrogatories or other discovery requests without an order compelling production as a prerequisite, end of quote. Finally, the Court of Appeals dismissed an appellate challenge to an attorney's fees award because they were voluntarily paid, waiving the argument on appeal. End of decision.